Hi, and welcome to Quid Pros Quo. I'm Zach. And I'm Rin. And today, we are talking about short stories. This is so exciting. Yeah, I'm super excited about this. Um, I have written quite a few short stories, and they're so much fun because it, you get to try out things without the commitment of doing a novel, where you can finish a short story in a relatively short period of time, whereas a novel is some commitment that will take multiple months to multiple years, depending on what your process is and how that ends up working. So I'm super excited for this episode. Yes, this one will be good. Um, for some reason, short stories are often absolutely unhinged. Everyone read, like, The Most Dangerous Game in high school, I think, or The Landlady by Rodal. Uh, the Lottery, Shirley Jackson. Harrison Bergeron by Kurt Vonnegut is one that I keep coming back to. I'm always thinking about her, Harrison Bergeron. That is so valid. I haven't <laughs> read it, but that's valid anyways. Um, but just because most short stories are unhinged doesn't mean yours have to be. Like, you can write unhinged short stories if you like. I have one that I'm considering writing for my final for my short story class this semester where you're like... You have this vampire ex-boyfriend who's, like, super jealous, and he's starting to, like, murder all your new boyfriends. Oh. And so now you have to go and kill your vampire ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that will be the most unhinged short story I've ever written. <laughs> um, but you can also write, like, wholesome short stories. Or, like, ones... You can write short stories based in your universe that you've created of your novel. Like, I've written several, like, Wonderland short stories. Yes. Um, a short story that I published a few months ago is called Spark is set in the same world as the Black Crescent which you read oh yes um, completely different characters completely different setting but again it's set in the same world um, and short stories let you try new things and help you to kind of focus your writing on one particular aspect of the process so it can help you become more um, direct and um efficient with your language. It can help you with your pacing, and it can help you to develop your skills with uh, with conflict. Um, when you're thinking about conflict in the context of a short story, the scale of the conflict needs to be such that it can be solved in the course of a short story rather than a novel. Um, that's, you know, I, you put asterisks behind every writing rule ever because, of course, you can break the rule where it's like, okay, well, if the, you know... If the novel can do the overthrowing the evil, the big bad evil guy thing, then well, my short story can't do that, and that's not true. You could do that. Okay? Yes, but absolutely. You, have to, like, you know could. the rules before you can break them. Yes, and one of the things that was really helpful for me when I was thinking about short story conflicts is to think about TV shows with an episodic format. So these are shows like SpongeBob. Jimmy Neutron for younger audiences and then with older audiences this is more along the lines of like Psych or um, for people who are even older Seinfeld where you have the status quo and I will use Spongebob as an example and I will use a very specific Spongebob episode as an example. For Spongebob you have the characters and they're stuck inside of their lives and the point of each episode is to introduce some disruption into, into the status quo. So in the episode that I'm thinking of, Squidward gets hit in the face with a door and he becomes beautiful, right? So he has this new life where he's beautiful and people are paying attention to him and that's the disruption and we develop that over the course of the story where it's like, oh, what is it like to have Squidward be beautiful kind of thing? And then you have the return to the status quo where he hits his head against the against one of the support beams in the 
um, in the Krusty Krab and he goes back to being ugly. And we return to the status quo. So you have introduce conflict, develop the conflict, resolution. That kind of model can be helpful when you're thinking about writing short stories. Absolutely. Um, wow. You just, I feel like you just covered like the whole episode. <laughs> nice job. Thank you. Um, I would like to talk a little bit about my experience. And I was never really in short stories. I prefer working like long form. Yes. But for my English 318 class, it's like entirely short stories. So mm-hmm. I've written more short stories in the past like three months mm-hmm. than I think I ever have nice. in my whole life. Because um, I've written like just so many for this class, like in so many drafts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've had focuses on like character for one thing and setting for another, conflict for another. And the one I just finished was for the single effect. And the single effect is when everything in the story evokes on, ev- works on invoking one emotion in the reader. Yeah. Um, and this is, like, super important to short stories. It's, like, less important to novels mm-hmm. unless you want a very thematic novel. Yes. Um, but short stories, like, especially, like, fairy tales, which is what I deal a lot in, like, fairy tale retellings. Like, you want, like, a moral to the story. You want, like, a theme. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just have to, like, make all of your word choice and characters all evoke the same emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, trigger warning for this next short story I'm going to talk about. It talks about suicide. So if you don't want to listen to that, you can skip ahead a little bit. But I just wrote a short story where like the main character is super suicidal and they're on a manic depressive walk and it just it was like really hard short story to write. I was like crying the whole time. Uh-huh. Um but the, like, one emotion I was going for was, like, this hopelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually, like, twisting that into some form of hope. Mm-hmm. Like, hope against hopelessness. Yeah. Um, and it was so interesting. Like, the way I did this was I used a motif of Van Gogh. Because mm-hmm. Van Gogh said the sadness will last forever. Like, those were his family final words. La tristesse durera toujours, um, I believe, in, fr- in the original French. But I, like, had him, like, themes of, like, Van Gogh and Van Gogh's, like, death, like, woven throughout the story, and, like, that mm-hmm. all contributed to the single effect. Mm-hmm. And you can use, like, with your with your examples that you gave there, you had these different aspects of the writing that you were focusing on. You can also use it to practice certain techniques. So we a couple weeks ago, we talked about um, the object correlative. You can practice doing that in the context of a short story. I remember at a conference that I went to, we were in a workshop on the object correlative, and we were just writing just like really tiny scenes where we were trying to evoke the object correlative. And I was writing about gadflies and how, or not gadflies, damselflies, and about how they live for a week kind of thing. Yeah. And I used the the damselfly as a metaphor for a terminal illness kind of thing. Um, I suppose I should put a trigger warning at the beginning of that, too. Um, I'll put trigger warnings in the caption. Nice. You will do that because you write the captions now. Oh, whoopee. <laughs> um, but you can focus on if you struggle with dialogue. You can use a short story to sharpen your dialogue skills. If you're struggling with theme, whatever it may be, you can use a short story to to work on that. Um, when I was in high school as a senior, I decided to do this little experiment where for a year... I would write one short story a month. So I would, at the beginning of the month, I'd say, okay, what's my idea? And then I would draft it, I would edit it, and by the end of the month, I would have a short story, and so I could start sending it off to short story magazines. 
I stopped doing that fairly quickly because I realized that nobody reads short story magazines, which is unfortunate. But um, I was still writing these short stories. And so I have this corpus of work that I can draw on where it's like, oh, here's a cute little story about kid, a uh, child trying to communicate with uh, his friend who was uh, deported through paper cranes. Or here's a story about two siblings trying to work through the conflict of living together after their uh, their parents are no longer in the picture. Or here's a horror short story that I wrote in an epistolary format, which I had never done before. You can experiment a lot with those with those short stories. Of course. Um, as always, show, don't tell. This is super obvious in short stories. Like, one of my drafts for my class, like, my teacher, like, ran and she's like, Ran, this is not your, like, normal, like, prose. Like, this is so sh- tell, not show. And it, like, just didn't work. And then I just, I ended up just scrapping that whole idea and mm-hmm. doing something else. Um, but you got to make your words count. Uh, you have this money metaphor in the notes. Like, if every word of a dollar is each part of the story worth the words you're spending it on. And I've never thought about that before, but that's really interesting. Yeah, when I'm grading student papers, I will often use the money metaphor because they have a they have a word limit. Mm-hmm. So for this, for one of the last essays that they wrote, it had they had a 600 word limit. So I'm like, is your introduction worth 125 words? Mm-hmm. Is it worth 125 dollars when you only have 600 dollars to spend it? Maybe not. Maybe yeah. cut it down to, like, your thesis and move on. But in the case of a short story, again, it's like I, in one of the last episodes I talked about uh, cryogenically freezing <laughs> large portions of the amnesia code where I took a look at that and I said, mm, this is a 20,000-word story, and this 20,000-word story is not worth $20,000, so I'm going to take out 12,000 words. <laughs> and... That those eight thousand words are much more worthwhile, kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, that's all the time we have for today. If you want to talk to us about short stories, you should email us at quidprosquo at gmail dot com, um, and we would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to Quid Pros Quo.